This is Tim Staten with Tim Stating the Obvious. What is this podcast about? It's simple. You are entitled to great leadership everywhere you go, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's at your house, you are entitled to great leadership. And so in this podcast, we take leadership principles and theories and turn them into everyday, relatable, and usable advice. And a quick disclaimer, this show, process, or service by trademark, trademark manufacturer, otherwise does not necessarily constitute an implied endorsement of anyone that I employed by or favors them in representation. The views are expressed here in my show are my own expressed and do not necessarily state or reflect those of any employer. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Tim Stating the Obvious. I hope everybody had a great St. Patrick's Day. Um... And I hope everybody celebrated in one form or fashion. Maybe did something a little bit Irish. Um, maybe not. But if you did celebrate, I'm really interested in seeing how your office, right? How did you at work celebrate St. Patrick's Day? So it would be really cool is if you uploaded some pictures onto Facebook uh, on Tim's Day in the Obvious. And I'll make a little post called St. Patrick's Day. You know, how did you celebrate? And you just upload and share your pictures there. Because it's always good to have some fun in the office place. Right, it's always good to not be so uptight in the office place uh, or in the work environment, right? So how did you celebrate St. Patrick's Day? I'm really interested. Also, if your organization celebrated Women's History Month, how did your organization celebrate Women's History Month? How do they celebrate that? Uh, again, so I'll, I'll go into uh, Facebook and upload some stuff and on Instagram as well. So you can hit us up on Tim Stating the Obvious on Instagram or on Facebook. The links are in the description and share. You know, sure. How did you, uh, did you celebrate? We got a really, really, really good episode, uh, coming up and it's like a three part mini series that I'm going to do. In the last episode, we talked about how to keep the right workforce and not just any workforce. And I'm going to break down in the next couple of episodes, how to get in, how to get the most out of employee engagement. Now, employee engagement, the Gallup, Pew Research, and a few other groups have noted that companies are still struggling with employee engagement coming out of the pandemic. Honestly, I'm really tired of hearing about coming out of the pandemic. Let's just call it what it is. We are struggling with employee engagement, and it's across the board. Some are doing better than others, but in this episode, we're going to be talking about what employee engagement is and the first stage of how we're going to build employee engagement, right? So what is employee engagement? Employee engagement refers to the level of commitment, involvement, and enthusiasm that employees have for their work. And let me stress, and their organization, right? Their organization. Engaged employees are passionate about what they do. They feel a sense of connection to their coworkers and their workplace. They are motivated to contribute to the success of the company. When employees are engaged, they tend to be more productive and more creative and more likely to stay with the company long term. Notice how the last episode was about employee retention, and this one is about engagement. There's a reason for that, but I'm going to get to it in a little bit. Employees are also more likely to provide exceptional customer service and to help build a positive company culture when they're engaged. And a variety of factors can influence employee engagement, including the company's mission, value, the quality of communication and feedback provided by management. The level of autonomy and flexibility that you allow your employees to have and the opportunities for growth and development within the organization. Overall, employee engagement is a key factor, a key factor in creating a positive and productive work environment. And it's something that organizations should strive to foster in their employees, which is all fine and dandy to know this, right? We all know this. 
But how do we foster this? So there are levels in this pyramid of framework in which we're going to help build employee engagement. Now, the base of this pyramid is what I call establishing organizational trust. You have to establish trust. Trust is the basis of everything in establishing interpersonal relationships. To establish organizational trust, you as an organization have to do a few things. It's not just on the employee. So the first thing we have to do is seek understanding in all things. Let that sink in for a moment. As a leader, we need to seek understanding in all things. Have you clearly communicated what you expect out of your employees and do they understand what those expectations are? Are you as a leader engaging with your folks and asking them questions that seek understanding if they understand? Do you truly care if they understand or not? Are you listening to their feedback for confirmation and then provide guidance to help them understand what you're really asking of them? Then, do you hold them accountable and do they hold you accountable? So if you're just talking to be right and to explain, uh, right? So let's, let's do a real world example of this. If I'm just talking to you to explain to you, these are my expectations of you, go forth and get it done. But if I don't make sure that you understand that, then I am failing you as your leader. If I say this is my scope of work, and let's be honest, these scopes of work are written by people and they're elevated in fluff and language. And unless you really talk to somebody and go, yo, what is it that you really expect me to do? What is it that you really want from me? And unless someone tells that to a leader, sometimes people just assume, understand what that scope of work is. And oftentimes there's a disconnect between what the employee thinks the scope of work is said to do and what the boss and the leader thinks it is said to do. So as a leader, you must seek understanding in all things. And I say this with everything. Seek understanding first and disagreements. Don't speak to be right. Seek to understand, right? Speak to understand. Seek understanding. Do your employees, do the people that work with you and for you, do they understand what you're asking them to do? and what your expectations are. And are they telling you what their expectations of you are? Because if you're not seeking that out, you could be missing the mark on your expectation of them for their expectation of you. And then that degrades employee engagement. The next thing, have you provided people with the necessary tools needed to be successful? Simply the resources. Do they have what they need to get the job done? Or, you know, it, it could be as simple as, do you have the right screwdriver? Do you have the right wrench? Do you have the right software to be the most productive person on the face of the earth while you're working? Do you have the right amount of screens so that way you can have screens up and be, you know, comfortable and looking and being able to multitask? Do you have a comfortable chair to sit in and comfortable flooring so that way if you are sitting for a long time, you're as comfortable as you can be. So that way you are being taken care of so you can be productive. Do you have a pen provided by your organization if they expect you to write a whole bunch of things? You know, it, it, it's as simple as that. 
Or it could be as complex or are you paying people on time, right? People expect a paycheck. This goes back to expectation management. Are they getting the bonuses offered on time as promised? Or did you change it mid, you know, mid fiscal year? And you tell people, well, I was going to give you a bonus if you hit these uh, key performance indicators. But now instead of that, what we're going to do, we're going to give you stock options. So in four to five years, if the company does well, you're going to make more than what we said we were going to give you. So we're going to give you stock options worth the amount that we were going to give you. That changes things. It's not something that somebody was working hard for and expected to get it and they were making plans on it. And I talked about that in another episode, but that reduces employee engagement when you change the rules of the game mid-cycle on people. You know, or do they have the right training is another one. You hire someone to do a job, but do they have the right training to help reinforce the expectations that that organization expects them to do? Or is it just on the job training, figure it out as you go, and we'll hope that you succeed. And if you don't succeed, I'm probably going to fire you. That's not fair. That doesn't create employee engagement. That just creates a person who shows up every single day, trying not to get fired. And they're continuing to look for another job that gives them what they're looking for. So take the time and train your folks. Train them accurately. Train them properly. If you put someone in a leadership position, give them a training course. Give them a training package. Don't just expect them to know what they're supposed to do. Train them so that way they have the necessary tools to be successful at being a leader and they can provide the right resources to the people they need. That helps build employee engagement. Do they have the right support systems in place to be successful? So think about it. This is Women's History Month and, you know, uh, childcare comes to mind. How many mothers out there are working and need additional childcare? Do you have support systems in place to help people and help mothers go get their kids? And it could be fathers too. Don't get me wrong. It's just Women's History Month, so that just came to mind. Um, You know, but do we have those support systems in place? Do we have flexible hours in place to accommodate those things and still allow people to be successful and to get those things done? You know, if somebody's struggling with something, do you have a support system in place where that person can go? Say, hey, I'm struggling with X, Y, and Z. I need some help. Because let's let's be honest. HR, and not to step on any HR toes out there, right? HR is there to protect the company. HR is also there to protect the people, but mainly to protect the people from the company and also to protect the people from themselves. Um, so no matter how you may think you view HR, that's that's really its role. So what other tools do you have in place and support systems do you have in place For if people feel frustrated, they need some type of mediation, they need some type of redress, that they know where to go, and they know it's effective and supportive. So that's the necessary tools. So what is the benefits of establishing organizational trust? Well, people feel that you're there to help them succeed because you're giving them what they need and you're seeking understanding from them. It's a two-way street. It is a relationship that you are building based on trust, meaning These people are saying, I am signing up to devote most of my life, my working, waking hours away from my family to you to help you make money. And in turn, you will pay me some of that money back for whatever wage we have. And I will show up and I will work every single day. But to get people more engaged in that, you know, working harder, people need to feel like, hey, you really care about me being successful here. 
And because you really care about me being successful here and you're taking care of me, you're giving what I need, you're listening to me, I'm getting feedback, I'm going to work a little bit harder. I'm going to do a little bit more. And then you'll see more productive, better performing teams yielding better profits. Right? And then people buy into the organization more when you support them, you know, and they're doing what you ask them to do. And vice versa. They understand what you're asking them to do. They know how they fit into the organization. They know what piece of the pie or which part of the puzzle they are and how they can complete that picture, how they can make everything better because they did it. They will buy into the organization. You know, and there's nothing sadder when you see people working, not really buying into the organization. It just doesn't work out well. All right. And then another benefit is, is that tasks get accomplished with less difficulty because people are more likely to collaborate and communicate with each other in more productive ways. You know, according to a a study in Harvard Business Review, people with high organizational trust have 74% less stress, 106% more energy at work, 50% higher productivity, 13% fewer sick days, 76% more engagement at work, and 29% more satisfaction with their overall lives, and 40% say they have less burnout than people who are in low organizational trust um, organizations. Think about that for a minute. If people are less stressed out because they trust the organization that they're in, 74% of the people will be less stressed. That means they're going to have the energy, which is 106%, more to work and provided at work. And because they're not as stressed and they're not as distracted, they're going to be 50% more productive. And then people aren't going to be calling out as much because they want to go to work. They don't want to not be a part of the team. Even if they are sick, they want to show up and be a part of the team. And that's something that I've had to like tell people, like, look, you're sick, go home. I know you want to be here and you know be a part of the team and you don't want to miss out, but you could get somebody else sick. And then they're going to miss out. So go home, take the day. It's okay. But they want to be there. 13% fewer sick days because they want to be engaged at work and they want to be there because that's the organization that you create for them. Right? And then 29% say they're more satisfied with their lives. You shouldn't be all consumed with your entire life is what you are, what you work at. You are more than that. But if it helps you, studies show that it helps you that if you are more engaged at work and you have organizational trust and you're the leader providing this for your people, then they will be 29% more satisfied with their with their overall lives. And then the 40% less burnout. This is huge. Everybody in this day and age is saying they're burnt out, right? We've gone to hybrid work. We've gone to telework. People are trying to figure out what is the appropriate amount of work I should or should not do. But check it out. If you have organizational trust, and you're starting that foundation with them, then 40% of them will be less burnt out, which means they will have the energy to produce at work. And another thing, the last thing with building organizational trust, the benefit of it, people trust the organization and therefore can work on interpersonal relationships based on trust. So that means you're creating teams of teams that work together, that have better interpersonal communication, that have better interpersonal relationships, built on trust, not of backstabbing and connivingism, manipulation. No, it's based on trust. 
How would it feel? Just picture a world in which you go to work and you know that you're going to get the right tools, the right support, the right training, the right everything that you need to do your job. You clearly understand what you're supposed to do and what's expected for you to do. Not, I just expect you to do above and beyond because that's what we do. That's the standard. BS, that's not the standard. Okay? Let's just be real with people and tell people what you really expect. How great would it be if you knew all of that, you showed up, you performed, and you got successful. And now you're able to to trust the people that you work on because you're all doing the same thing and trusting each other. Now, this builds on more, but I'm not going to go into it on this episode because that goes into the next episode. And the next episode, we're going to be talking about, so that's a little bit. So if you really like this one and you're like, oh man, I want to know more. Well, the next episode, it's going to be great. But I'm going to say this, you know, as we, as we wrap up this episode here, as with building any team, organizational trust is a must. Without it, your foundation of a company and organization will be weak. It's not going to withstand time. Any type of chip and crack at it and friction, your team is going to crumble. Your organization is going to crumble. Your employees will be less engaged at work because they simply just don't trust the organization they work for. They won't trust you as a leader either. And they won't buy into the team or the organization. And why should they? Why would they? Why would you buy into something that doesn't really fulfill all their obligations that say they're going to and they don't clearly really seek to understand if you even understand? Through actions you demonstrate that they are resources and not assets to your company employees and people that work with you are assets they're not resources they are something to be used for a purpose and then discarded when it's no longer useful so if you don't establish organizational trust that's how they're going to feel build that organizational trust start at that foundation and start building trust in interpersonal working relationships it will change your organization with employee engagement so as always Thank you for stopping by and listening to this episode, and I really hope you enjoyed it. Before we go, I'd like to ask a favor of you, if I could. If you could please share this episode with one or two other people who you think might like this topic. And if you haven't followed or or subscribed on whatever platform you're listening to this, if you could please hit that button and then the alert icon so that way you know when we post another episode. I don't want to waste your time by constantly coming back to the page you got a new one, you got not got a new one. Every two weeks I post. Let me phrase that. Every two weeks, I try to have a new episode. Sometimes life gets in the way, but I am doing my best. This year, I'm trying to deliver 25 to 26 episodes. We're on a great start. And if you got some value out of this episode, please leave a review or a comment so that we can help spread the show with other people who might be interested in this topic so that way they can find it. Again, thank you for stopping by. I'm Tim Staten, stating the obvious.